What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. Join us for the second season of exploring the best voices and stories the Heartland has to offer. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County, Season 2. Our guest today grew up in the mountains of Estes Park, Colorado. Uh, She found her way to York by way of York College. Uh, She has remained here through her work at a local manufacturer, um, teaching. She transitioned into child services and is now the current um, learning center coordinator at Southeast Community College at the York Learning Center, um, as well as a recent founder of Renewed Horizon, a nonprofit organization which she'll talk a little bit more about. Um, she is also involved with many local nonprofits and civic groups, and so I'd just like to thank you and please welcome Heather Holkren to the show. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks for coming. Um, so, first things first, how did you find your way to York College? I know that's kind of a, a niche school, so how did you end up landing there? Yeah, so you mentioned I grew up out in Estes Park, Colorado, and I grew up in a very big um, church family. Um, my dad was a preacher for several years, and when we were looking at different colleges and universities, um, York College was one that came up. We'd had several conversations with one of the recruiting representatives, and it just kind of unfolded from there, and I wound up coming out here to to your college after doing a visit and meeting some of the faculty and staff that was here, and that was about... What was your visit like? It was really good. Um, So it was a lot of coming and seeing York for the first time, um, being on campus, actually getting to go walk around and meet different um, faculty. So when we came out, I knew I was going to go into a certain field. So I was going into music education. So I spent a lot of time talking with the faculty that was in the music department. Um, I actually auditioned for the choir when I was out here mm-hmm. at that point in time. Um, and then seeing the dorms, meeting some of the students and some of the um, residents, resident hall um, RAs. And so it was very, they were very involved. They got you engaged. So it was really, it was neat to kind of have that one-on-one. It wasn't part of a group or anything like that. And they, they really customized it so that any questions like myself or my family had, we were able to ask those and get them answered. So it was really good. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, clearly you ended up coming. Um, what were some of your uh, first impressions of York when you got here? Like, how big was your community that you came from? Were you like, oh, no, this is too small? Like, is this going to work for me? What, what were some of those first thoughts? Um, so I vaguely remember having been out here one other time because um, my one of my older brothers had come out here for a short period to York College as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I didn't really remember it. And so when I came out, it was kind of that initial first time being here, even though I had been here. It, I didn't really have an opinion at that point in time, um, more so because I spent so much time on the actual campus and really getting familiar with that, um, that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, size-wise, during, during the winter, you know, Estes Park was, when I was there, um, before it's become what it is now, mm-hmm. um, was pretty comparable in size. 
Um, it was about 8,000 to 9,000 during the winter time. And then, you know, of course in the summer it skyrockets to, I swear we have about a million people that live there <laughs> at one time. But um, with York being about 8,000, the size wasn't really um, a culture shock for me. What was different was just how wide open everything was. <laughs> Um, because whatever direction you would look in in Estes, it's mountains. Mm -hmm. um, here, whatever direction you look in, you can look for miles. miles. Mm -hmm. um, so that was probably the biggest difference, um, which was cool just because it was something different, something new. Um, it was much more laid back here as far as just slower pace. Um, growing up in a tourist town, it is go 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 and if you don't get past the crosswalk in time you're probably gonna get hit by a car <laughs> but here it's just very not like that right so yeah. yeah it was that was probably the biggest difference and then humidity which that was yeah probably the biggest <laughs> a big shock. wake I up had, wow i was not ready for that at all yeah. but yeah no it was um it took me a little while to really develop much of a, a preference or a thought mm -hmm. as far as as York in general. Yeah, and your college does a wonderful job of um, getting their students involved. You said you did choir. Were there any other activities that you did or participated in you know, through your college years? I did. Um, so I was part of the York College Concert Choir, and then there were a couple of years in there that I was um, also a part of the Chamber Singers, and then um, I played volleyball for them for mm -hmm. a couple of years. Um, that went away for a little bit, and then when they brought it back, I played that year they brought it back. Unfortunately, I was out for an injury because I screwed up my knee during conditioning, go of figure. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then they have all sorts of different uh, groups that you can be a part of, their social clubs, which they are the clubs that put on like the big song fest shows, mm -hmm. um, but they do a lot of things throughout the year. And so I participated in one of the social clubs that was there. Um, and then I had a job during school. So it was, I was rarely in my dorm room or that was the only place you could find me because I had to do homework. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I really love that about your college is how involved they really push their students to be because that was something that I really benefited through with my undergrad. And so uh, I think that's really you know an important part of that higher education piece. Um, it really pushes you to figure out how much you can really put on your plate mm -hmm. before you really are, you know, kind of stressed. Yeah. And so, um, what was your, I don't think we've talked yet about your major yet at your college. What was your emphasis of study? I, um, when everything was finally done and said, because I bounced back and forth between. Like a good college student, you picked yeah. two yeah. or three yeah. different majors. I, well, <laughs> I, I had my one major. Um, at, so my my actual degree and study was vocal music education K through 12. Um, when I had pursued looking at a double major, I looked into theater, but it was between volleyball and choir and... Not enough crossover yeah. to kind of make it, or was? Um, not quite. Mm -hmm. um, it would have added a little bit of extra, and that just wasn't, it, it the, wasn't in the books. To didn't do make that the time one. frame. Nope, <laughs> nope. So yeah, so um, I mean, you I, were done in four years too, right? I was done in four and a half. Oh, four and a half. Um, okay. My the half was my student teaching. Student teaching. Yep. Where did you do your student teaching at? I student taught at High Plains mm -hmm. up in Polk. Yeah. Which um, it was great. I enjoyed my my time up there and. Smaller school district, definitely. It, it was. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that um, I experienced 
having to go between two towns. Oh, yeah, because they split out their middle school and elementary school at that time, or? So, Polk had high school and... Because one was in Clark's, like elementary Mm -hmm. school was in Clark's, I think. I think fifth grade, if I remember right, fifth grade and high school was in Polk, and Mm -hmm. then elementary and middle was over in Clark's, Mm -hmm. I think. There might have been another town in there, too. They might have divided it amongst... At one point, I think they had Hordeville. Yes. Had yeah. some as well. Yeah. And then, so, but then when I was there in 2009, okay. it was just the two. So, so yeah, that was the first time I experienced having to drive between two different towns, <laughs> um, which was very new to me because. Two um, very, I mean, and there's nothing in between those. T- I mean, no. it's not like driving. <laughs> no, there is, nope, it is a, a straight shot. A lot of farm of ground in between fields. those. Yeah. Yep. Um, because, yeah, growing up, all of our schools were within walking distance of, of one another. So that was that was a huge At like shift. Estes, your mm-hmm. elementary school, and middle school, and high school are all right there? Yep, so we had the elementary school, and then right behind the elementary school was the intermediate school. So elementary had K2, Two. and then three, four, five was then the intermediate school. Then you had your middle school, and then you had your high school. So wow. you could walk to all three. I mean, because we to be would be in that neighborhood yeah. would be convenient. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, it was. It was very convenient. But yeah, because um, we used to walk from um, the high school and the middle school when we would have swimming um, up to the, middle, the elementary school because that's where our swimming classes were. So, and it's like a less than a five minute walk. So yeah, they're all right there. Convenient. Yeah. So high plains. You did that for. A year? Did you have a teaching job immediately right after that? Did you go to High Plains or what was the the next step? So I did not go to High Plains right after that. Um, So when I got done student teaching, I worked for that second semester Mm -hmm. um, because I student taught for the fall Mm -hmm. um, semester of the year. And I had a job that I was already doing, so I just worked. And then when applications opened up for teaching jobs, I started applying. I interviewed for a handful of different places. And then I actually did get a teaching job um, the following year, right off the bat. So I taught down at Meridian Public School for a year. And then um, went up to another school district for three years after that. And Teaching music in all those different Mm -hmm. places? Yep. So I had... um, K, well, see here. In my first year, I had, I didn't have elementary. I had the high school, um, band and choir, and I had middle school, band and choir, and then I had fifth grade band with that one. Um, in the second school district that I taught at, I had everybody. And these aren't York County school districts, nope, right? They were outside. Nope. That's what I thought. Yep. The second school district was up at um, Shelby Rising City, was okay. where I was at for that. And I had K-5 and then high school up there because that was a a district that had separate. So the middle school was actually over in Rising City, and they had a separate teacher for that. So um, I just had all of the students that were in Shelby at that location. So How many? That probably wasn't very many. How big were your classes up there? Um, Elementary classes were around 20. and then the high school classes, the band was in the 50s, 60s, and the choir was... So, like, yeah, these are C. Yeah, 15 to I can't remember, 25. What, Shelby, C or D? Are they D? I think they're D. D. And then Meridian was a D school as well? Yes, because those two schools were actually in the same um, conference. conference. Okay. So. Well, that was convenient. You kind of got to keep everything like that. Yeah. Um, so you moved on from after teaching. What was the... 
the next step there. You, I believe you worked at a manufacturer. Was it? I did. You landed at Sunstrand. It was. Yeah. Yep. Um, so when I was um, after my last year of teaching, I pursued um, doing something different, and so I started working at Sunstrand or now Collins Aerospace. Mm -hmm. And I started as a metal finisher there and then worked my way up um, actually within the, the year that I was there. And I, when I was done or left there, I was actually working on uh, machines and a machinist at the time, okay. and which was really cool. Uh, that was a very different... It's a unique job. For it sure. is, yeah. Um, I enjoyed both, both parts of what I did. Um, I probably tend to lean more towards the metal finisher just because I'm that... Details. It was more hands-on. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, um, I really enjoyed the challenges of that that job on, on both sides as the metal finisher and the machinist. Um, it really helped me to see, honestly, just the capabilities that I had and something that I would have never thought to pursue or do. So it was really cool to see the growth, I guess, and just something different and doing something that I didn't think I could. So it was it was really neat. Um, I There were a lot of really cool people out yeah. there. What um, shift were you on? Were you? I So I actually never moved to a shift um, before <laughs> I left. I was still kind of in training, Just, actually. Okay. Um, but with some things that were coming up, they I would have gone to third shift. Mm -hmm. um, my husband was working there at the time and was also on third shift, but we had some life things that we couldn't both be on third shift for. Right. So I had to pursue An, other, another, other avenues after that point. Yeah, no, that works out. No, that, it's unfortunate how some things can work like that, but it, it's moved you on to better things. Cause yeah, it moved you on to Epworth, right? Mm -hmm. You did that for a few years and then you landed here at SEC. And when did you start here at SEC? I started at SEC in April of 2018. Okay, and so talk to me a little bit about how you know that your time here has been. Um, so this was very, in a lot of ways, it was similar to some of what I was doing um, at Epworth, where I was before here, and I I love to look at the big picture and figure out how those puzzles go together. And so part of what I do here is I look at what does the community and surrounding areas need. So the York Learning Center covers a thirty mile radius and it, that's called the, my region. Mm -hmm. So the big piece for me is understanding um, when I program like our continuing education classes or leisure classes, what does the community want? What do they need? What seems to be um, really popular? So just like anything, everything moves in trends. And it's been interesting in, over the last two years just to see what time of year certain classes run. Um, one of the things that I learned very quickly was like our workforce development classes um, are, are very big around here. Um, those just kind of what, get eaten. What would be those types of classes? Uh, so the workforce development classes, we started with building a foundation of those introductory classes. So we have like an introductory to marketing skills. Um, we have an introductory or introduction to grant writing. Okay. And so it's all classes that are designed to help individuals who are maybe interested in pursuing a different career, um, enhancing something that they already do. Um, we took some of those foundational classes and created a like level two 
So going into that intermediate level mm -hmm. of, of whether it's the marketing, grant writing, business, uh, business plan writing, and it gives businesses opportunities to send staff um, or employees to take those classes. Um, we've got some things that we're looking at kicking out here in the next quarter or so that will kind of target some areas that were identified as just needing a little extra boost. Mm -hmm. So we've got some cool things that we've been working with um, Lincoln on that we will be offering out here oh, as well. So it's it's been really neat just trying to figure out and program what the communities want. So um, that's that's probably my favorite piece to to what I do at this job is how do I identify and building those partnerships and those relationships and having those conversations with various people and organizations in the community so that I can sit here and say, hey, like we really need this class. You know, something that I get asked all the time, do you have like an adulting 101 class? <laughs> It's on my radar, you know, working, but yeah, I don't have cool. it yet. Yeah. Um, but I do have instructors who are interested in teaching it. So it's just a matter of getting all getting of that curriculum set yep. and finalizing everything. No, that sounds yep. really cool. To, that's really important for our community to have all those different options to help upskill individuals, get people's um, you know more experience. You know, if you go to a two-year college, maybe you're just focusing on one thing, so you can't really focus on you know the marketing skills so much or maybe developing a business plan um, but those are something that you know if you're working for um, as like an electrician and you want to start your own business be good things to kind of learn so it's good that we have those in our community you've also and recently started your own nonprofit tell me a little bit about that nonprofit work that you've just started yeah so um, the job or position that I held prior to coming to SCC I worked for a nonprofit agency that did foster care services. Um, so foster care has always been something that's very, um, very close to my family. Um, my husband and I, we were foster parents for a while, mm -hmm. and and we looked into adoption and just different different ways to to help children. Okay, and so when I left there, um, part of the conversations that I've had with individuals in the community and surrounding areas, just with the organizations and, and other boards that I'm a part of, there's just an, an underlying need for those services. And and, and honestly, I, I miss working with my families. I missed working with the kids. And so um, one of the things my husband and I spent a lot of time talking about, because I'm always, let's start a business, let's start a business. And, you know, I've wanted to start a bakery and I've wanted to start, you know, all sorts of just random things. Um, and this was something that I, I knew very well because I did it for, for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and so we decided, you know what, let's look at what it would take to start a foster care and adoption agency here in York. And I reached out and I spoke to... Um, like I spoke to Lisa down at the Development Corporation. I spoke with a lot of people here in town just to get a feel for, you know, what do you see with this? And one thing just kind of led to another and it kept snowballing. And, you know, now, well, I'd say seven months later, here we are, um, you know, officially up and going since about mm, February 10th-ish um, was when we were officially up and able to start working with families. Um, it's been a process. We started it back in September. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
worked with just all of the legal pieces, making sure that we had everything that we needed in place, working with um, DHHS and getting all of the licenses and contracts. And so um, it's been incredible because it, it is, it's recognized by a lot of community people and um, just the foster families that I know are already here that there's still such a huge need for it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we've, I've got a phenomenal board for, for the agency. Um, they are huge advocates for what we're doing. Um, they have been super supportive along the way and I couldn't ask for a better way to start this than, than how it has. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's been kind of a, a long time coming thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know my husband is, super excited that we've got this going it's and and the whole the whole thing behind it is is it's such it's it's our family you know it's something that our family did that we are wanting to help provide that service here and bring that to York and provide that for the families who are interested in becoming licensed to be foster parents um, I've talked with a lot of, of individuals who are like, oh, hey, like, I didn't even know you were doing this. Um, well, not a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of had to <laughs> Kind of by purpose, yeah. <laughs> kind of had to wait to make sure we had all of our pieces in place. But um, it's, been, it's been a challenge, but it's been well worth it. Mm -hmm. um, and things have really have, have taken off in such a great way that I'm excited to see where it goes. We equip you with different... Um, tools, resources, skills that enables you to work with these youth and these children in a way that's going to be successful, not just for you, but also for those kids. And that's, that's the big picture to it, is you have an opportunity to really make a difference and impact, whether it's a two-year-old coming into your house or a 17-year-old coming into your house, you're offering them an opportunity that they don't have. Um, currently and so it's that reward far outweighs that fear foster care is a great thing it is it opens up a lot of avenues it opens up a lot of um, opportunities for the children and youth um, I, I'll be honest it opens up a lot of opportunities for the biological parents and for yourself and your families so there are a lot of great things that come from foster care that people don't necessarily think about or know are there so I, I say anybody who has questions, talk to somebody, mm -hmm. you know, call and ask. Um, I will talk with you and answer every question you have until you are satisfied with, with what information I give you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think, you know, maybe something from my kind of um, perspective is I think one of the things that people kind of are scared of is they're going to get these kids and then they're going to not have the resources to, you know, if this kid has um, ADD or if he has something and I've never experienced that and they think they're all on their own on an island, but they actually have these resources behind them to kind of build them up so that way they can be prepared to handle these things. And so I think that's a, a, a lot of these people's fears. So and it's good to know that, yeah, I mean, there's, there is that resource behind them to help them be prepared. They're not going to be all on their own trying to raise, I mean, it is up to them to kind of do all the work and everything, but um, Renewed Horizon and all these other places are going to be behind them 
to support them in along that way. So that's that's really cool to see. Yep. There's a whole I mean there's a whole team that goes with it. I mean, it's not a okay, here's a kid or two, have fun, you're on right. your own. You know, you have the 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 part of the team that's there to work with the biological family and to make sure that they they're getting what they need. They still work with the foster family and the youth. What the agency side does is we really work with the foster parents to make sure that, you know, if something comes up in the middle of, of the month, you know, and they're like, man, I really, what in the world do I do with this? You know, you have access to us 24 seven, mm -hmm. you know, you call us and you, we help get you those People resources. with experience. Yep. And yeah. Yep. And so it's, you're, you're really honestly never, never alone. Um, I know the first time we took kids in, I think we were calling our specialists like every day of the week, like, what do we do with this? You know, is this right? Am I um, doing this correct? Right. <laughs> um, so this happened today, mm -hmm. <laughs> but as time goes, you learn that it's, you, you start to trust yourself more. You know you still have that resource between your agency and you know DHHS, so you're you're really not on an island. You are a part of a team. It's not Survivor. Yep. <laughs> you know it's it's a team. It's a team effort. So yeah, it's and that's where you're right. A lot of people have that fear of well, holy moly, you're gonna put these kids and then then what? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Nope. You have you have huge team of resources that are there to help you every step of the way. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And so you talked a little bit about your family here. So tell me a little bit more. You mentioned husband, two and a half year old. Where'd you and Jason meet? Was it at Sunstrand? Was it before? Just tell me a little bit more. Yeah, so Jason and I, actually, we did not meet at Sunstrand. We met at a friend's house here in town. Um, and then, my goodness, it was several months later. Um, I happened to run into him again. Um, and I honestly, he was actually dating somebody at the time when we first met. And then when I ran into him and then, um, I used to work part of, um, when I was at school, I worked at the country club. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got to see a lot of people that I just had met in town. Um, so I had actually run into him a few times out at the country club and, um, he, yeah, he basically gave me his phone number and told me to call him, and so I did. And, <laughs> and it worked. And here we are. <laughs> you know, uh, been married for ten years. It'll be eleven years in May. Um, we have our two and a half year old. He'll be three in June. He's he's a pistol. <laughs> he keeps us on our toes. Um, and and it's been amazing to watch him grow up here um, with the friends that he has. Um, I, I'll put a little plug in there. He has a phenomenal daycare provider here. There you go. Town. Yeah. Um, and it's been so amazing to watch him fit in with all of the kids that are there. Um, and just the, what he starts to bring home and do at home. The story he tells. Yeah. And, yeah. That, you know, I, I ask him every day, what'd you have for lunch today? And every day they seem to have corn for lunch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think that's accurate, but, but yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's so cool just to see the connections and the ties that he has. And then that just stems into, you know, the relationships and stuff that I've made with the parents of the other kids that are there. So, um, it's, it's been amazing. Um, we also have two dogs um, at our house. And then um, Jason's family 
actually also lives here in town. Are they for, yeah, is Jason's family mm-hmm. from the area then? Yep. So okay. um, he has a sister that lives here in town. Her and her husband are here. And then his parents are also here in town. Um, and then my side of the family is all still out in Colorado. Um, Gives you an excuse to get out does. there. Yep. It does. <laughs> hey, we're making a road trip to Colorado today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, we've been here. Um, I've been here actually ever since. I came to college. Um, we got married um, in 2009, and so I actually was married when I did my student teaching, and you've just been So you were at the, right at the end of your... Yep. Okay. Yeah. Put some timeline in perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess, why have you chosen to stay in York, you know, since that time? You know, what are the reasons why you've chosen to stick around here? Um... A lot of it was just we we have family here. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of it is while Estes Park is great, um, there's just something about the simplicity. Um, that's probably one of the things that I value the most about being here. Is we're big enough of a town, you know. I'm sure you hear this all the you time. Get most what you want. We have a Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and, but we're close enough to those big areas. Um, we're not a tiny town where there's not ever anything not happening. We have plenty of events going on. We do. We absolutely do. Um, you know, with the events, with the fair, between the chamber, between, I mean, parks and rec, you know, I took, I, we took, um, Joel for the first time Saturday morning, um, just that little hour toddler time that they do at the community Mm -hmm. center. He had a heyday. Yeah. You know, my goodness. Um, but it's it's still simple enough that you don't feel so overwhelmed by the everyday hustle and bustle. Right. Um, we have good friends here. Um, we have great connections, our, our jobs. I mean, it's it made sense for us to, to stay here. It was a good fit for what we both wanted. Um, I had teaching jobs. I mean, we're still within close enough range of endless opportunities, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of pocketed in in a great, great area. So it's kind of a natural transition into staying. Um, I don't know that we would ever move anywhere. I was going to say, has, have you ever, over the years, has there been opportunities to leave? Where you, even before you said Joel was born, and so... Um, I wouldn't say there's been opportunities. You know, we've we've talked. Um, I keep trying to convince him we need to move to the Oregon coast. I keep getting told no on that one. <laughs> I guess there's a thing about people want sun. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's we've joked about wanting to go to somewhere like Arizona where it's constantly hot, and I'm like, mm, nope, I'm okay. I'm then there's spiders, yeah, snakes. Yeah, big spiders. We're not talking little spiders. <laughs> there's like big ones. When it's warm out, those and, things start to hang around. I'm yeah, not, I'm not a fan of spiders. But oh yeah, spiders, snakes, you name it, I'm sure it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's when it comes down to, comes down to it at the end of the day, I don't think there's really anywhere else that would be a good fit for, for what we want to see and what we want to do. And um, just we, it's a great area, even with our little guy, because there's, it's, I don't have to worry about him running out into a busy street. Mm-hmm. They're in a nice I, little neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, sure. We, we live on one of the busiest streets in town, but 
we have a backyard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mean, you, you have know, a backyard. It's, yeah. It's so it's the safety. I mean, it's there's just a lot of things that really make York and York County ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think I don't think we'll ever leave. Yeah, my personal favorite is my commute time. It, Google yeah. tells me every morning <laughs> it's two or three minutes to work, and so there's nothing better than that. Uh, being able to just run home on your lunch hour, being able to uh, drop in on your school kids at school. I was just talking to a friend about that. You know, he's been able to uh, since she started school. He's been able to drop in just whenever. You know, we talked about if he lived in Lincoln, he would have to take an extra half hour before and an extra half hour after lunch just to get to spend an hour with his kid during the day. And so the fact that he's able to do something like that, I think that's really cool about um, living in a smaller community, especially in New York. And that's great for, I mean, even um, it, having, like, if I've, I've had times, I've had to go get him from daycare. Um, he had, best example, had an allergic reaction to peas. We had to go to the ER. <laughs> and it was literally, like, a less than three-minute drive to yeah. get there, you mm-hmm. know? So it wasn't... It wasn't um, a situation where I had to drive 45 minutes to go get and, them yeah. and then another 45 to the hospital. So, yeah, it is it is big enough to meet needs, um, but it's small enough to keep things simple yeah. and, and comfortable. So, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, perfect. Wonderful answer. Um, so, final thoughts. Is there anything you want to leave us with? Anything you want to plug um, for the um, – whether it's renewed – I guess we didn't mention Renewed Horizon is the name of the nonprofit. Um, where can they? How can they contact you for that? Um, so Renewed Horizon, we do have a page on Facebook that you can like and follow. We we keep things pretty updated on there. Um, we do also have a website, and that's um, RenewedHorizon.org. You can call, um, and both of those both of those pages have our contact information on there. Um, you can call me. Pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's reach uh, out. Yeah, yeah re- absolutely. Um, email, call. Um, if you want to give me a buzz, easy number to remember. I got a nice 402 363 1480. Oh, yeah. Yeah, super easy to remember. Um, but yeah, feel free to give me a buzz. Um, you can message us on Facebook. If you have, I think you can schedule an appointment on Facebook can. too. Absolutely, you can um, also schedule and send us a contact card information on our website as well. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to get a hold of us and reach out. And um, you know, if you ever hear anybody talking about Renewed Horizon, now you know what it is. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, it's, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, on the flip side, if you have anything, any questions as far as like our leisure classes for Southeast Community College, um, the Learning Center, you know, feel free to stop out. We're located in the Holtis Convention Center here in New York out by Walmart. Um, feel free to come in, ask any questions you have. We have credit classes. We have our leisure classes. So, um, you know, I'm looking for new ideas of classes that maybe we need to look at bringing and offering and um, until I hear what they are. Yeah, I was going to say, send your suggestions yeah. if you have anything. Absolutely. Yeah, make sure to stop by and let them know. They can't know what they need unless you know you know, make it known yep. um, so we'll jump into our rapid fire that we have um, everyone's favorite part um, favorite meal in York County favorite meal yep if there's a place that you go what's that what's that oh goodness um, I would you know honestly I miss I they have a sandwich down at Carrie's mm-hmm. um, it is their prime rib sandwich and I haven't had it in so long. 
It's so good. Like that is my number one go-to if I go there. That is what I'm ordering. That's so that's probably my favorite meal. Okay. Um, what would you say your favorite restaurant is then? Would, is Carrie's the favorite restaurant then or? No. Um, to be honest, the Chinese buffet right out here oh, is probably my favorite restaurant. The staple. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. On the on the on the west side. Yeah. The west side one. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're both good, but yep. the west side one. Yep. I know what you mean. Uh, favorite event in York County? Is there like something that happened, whether it's Sip and Stroll, York Fest, uh, County Fair, um, or even like one of the community event things? What's your favorite event? So I absolutely love the Haunted Holtus, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. Um, so we, I've been able to participate in that since the first year they started doing it here. And it's just, it's so much fun to see the kids come through mm-hmm. um, and have the interaction with the kids and the parents. So that's probably like my number one. And then I would say that the fair is close second behind that. Close guy. second, right behind there. Yeah. yeah. Two great events. Yeah. Can't miss either of those. Um, favorite memory in York County? Is there anything that kind of, I mean... Obviously, you've had your kid here, and you've gotten married here, and there's a lot of great things. But is there anything that maybe a funny event or uh, or something that maybe stands out in your mind? You know, I I think probably it's not funny or anything like that. But I a lot of times, and I've had this conversation with my husband. I really enjoyed my time when I worked um, out at the country club. Mainly when I got to go and do the beer cart during tournaments. It's a great way to meet people. It is. It really <laughs> is. And it's a great way to be outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it was, it was a lot of fun. And so probably, that's probably my one of my favorite mem- memories just because I met so many different people and had so many different conversations. You can tie a lot of things back yeah. to, this is where I first yeah. met you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got instructors <laughs> that I'm like, I know who you are. And they look at me and they're like, well... You look really familiar. I said, yeah, I used to work at the country club. Oh, okay, yeah. So <laughs> when I say that, most people are like, oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that country club is a great way to get out and meet yeah. some people. Um, so last one here. If you could have dinner with any three people in history, who would those three people be? So uh, the first one, hands down, I would really enjoy having dinner with Johnny Depp. For the fact that I would like to know how one person can play so many differing characters. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Um, he's just got a lot of talent. His range. Yeah. Man. I, I mean, holy From cow. serious to everything. Musicals. Um, you know, I. it's been so, it's been interesting watching him just over the years. Um, you know, you see him tied to a lot of uh, Tim Burton movies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whether it's voiceovers or, you know, the live. And so it's just, it's, I'd be really interested just to see how, how he does it. Yeah. Um, I've been a big Johnny Depp fan for like, since I can remember. Since so. Scissor Hands all the way Actually, through probably, Caribbean. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's quite a range of movies, it even just true. between Scissor Hands and Well, then you've got Pirates. Crybaby in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness. God, I forget that one. Yeah, he's all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah, he would probably be the first one. Um, and then I would really enjoy um, having a meal with Ella Fitzgerald. Um, she's just, she's a vocal powerhouse. I mean, I, vocal is my, my background, um, something that I enjoy doing all growing up. I think it would be so neat to talk with her and just see 
basically what it was like to to be a performer and a singer during her time um and and she does jazz so and that's that's kind of a not my wheelhouse but i really am very drawn to you big jazz fan I, i love jazz yeah oh yeah it's give me some jazz all day i didn't i knew nothing about jazz for for a long time probably for most of my life and then uh, i took a class my i needed a history minor in college so i took a history of jazz class uh, since i had already taken some other like history of rock and then i took some other actual history classes <laughs> um, uh, but uh, history of jazz was i mean i learned so much about yeah that style of music mm-hmm. and how much goes into it and it's not just someone blowing on a horn randomly you know how there's actually stuff um, behind everything like that so yeah. I gained a huge appreciation for jazz I gotta go down to the zoo bar and listen to a couple um, that's there in Lincoln gotta listen to a couple live jazz performances because of that and yeah whole new appreciation for the music it's it's really it's really good yeah jazz is great because it's it's a very versatile genre mm-hmm. in my opinion um, it can be either so loud or mm-hmm. so not yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you have jazz is great um, just because, you know, if you're performing and you happen to make an oopsie, sometimes it kind of fits in there anyway. <laughs> so it's, it's, I mean, um, yeah, it's jazz has a lot of, of really cool qualities to it. Um, different techniques. Different... And it's America's music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's what we created. Yep. You know, it's our gift to the world. I mean, <laughs> what we, if you can call <laughs> it that. gift to the world. Yeah, if you can call it that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's really cool. And then who's number three? Uh, so the third one would would be, um, I've never met my great-grandmother, um, but I love baking. It is a problem I have. Um, then we good eat problem. It all. It's yeah. a good problem, but then we eat it all. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> She, from the stories that my dad shares with me, um, she was quite the baker, would spend hours and days baking. Um, and I would love to be able to sit down and bake and get some of those old recipes. You know, a lot of those, um, a lot of those pies, a lot of the, the different cakes, those recipes aren't really around anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'd be really, it'd be really cool to see what, what it was like. Mm-hmm. Um, to try some of those different recipes and to really because my dad would share you know the recipe would say a pinch of this and a dash of that and, well how much is a pinch and a dash like <laughs> how many pinches are in a dash you know yeah, you know um, like the whole salt shaker yeah. half the salt shaker so it would be I I would enjoy sitting down um, and being able to to talk with her because um, I, I my my guess would be that's where I get my love for baking. I would say, from yeah. That side. yeah. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for taking your time today and sitting down with me and um, getting to share a little bit about um, your story and everything, about why you chose your county and why you've remained here. And um, we appreciate everything that you've done with our community. And um, we look forward to everything, you know, moving forward with new Renewed Horizon, um, everything here at SEC, the growing programs that are happening out here. And so... Uh, yeah, thank you for everything, and thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is 17 County, a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, 
be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you.